everybody. That was the Oral Cigarettes. I am Bo Ransdell, and this is Hero Hero Go Show. Uh, first of all, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. We have uh, what I hope to be a, a special Valentine's treat for you here. Uh, you know, a pairing, a couple, if you will, uh, that has been an oft-requested uh, show since the uh, the launch of this film a couple of weeks ago. Well, almost three weeks ago now. Um, but first, let's uh, let's address the uh, the elephant in the room, which is we have been uh, away. I have been away, and uh, I apologize. It was unplanned. Uh, just a lot of uh, work and life and all that stuff. So uh, I do sincerely apologize for not providing you, my faithful listeners, with uh, as much Asian horror goodness as you can possibly stand. But the uh, the delays are over with. We are kicking it off right um, because today, ladies and jelly spoons, we are going to be discussing the recent addition to the Shutter lineup, uh, Sadako versus Kayako, uh, aka the Ring versus the Grudge film that everyone uh, should be aware of. I would I would assume if you're listening to this show that you knew that such a movie existed. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, Shudder picked it up and, uh, distributed it. I believe it was January 27th that the, uh, the, the film premiered on, uh, that streaming service. And look, first of all, folks, I'm not getting paid by Shudder. I don't have stock in the company. I'm just a subscriber. But if you've got five thin dollars to rub together a month, uh, it is really hard, uh, not to recommend the shutter streaming service to you. It is, they continue to grow the library. They continue to pick up movies that they're going to uh, be premiering exclusively. And, uh, I think it's a great service. You know, um, the, the range of movies is not necessarily for everyone, but then again, anytime you're, you're talking about a, uh, uh, a library of horror films, you know, it, it suits all different tastes. Like for example, I'm not the biggest yellow fan in the world. Sorry, I'm not. Uh, I think they're interesting. I enjoy watching the occasional Giallo. But uh, do I feel like if I don't see another Giallo film that my life is going to be all the worse for it? Eh, maybe not. Um, you know, I, I've got Evil Dead Trap. I don't, I don't need the Italian stuff so much. Um, so that aside, uh, that is all the pimping for Shudder that I'm going to do for the evening. Uh, except to say that, yes, uh, Sadako versus Kayako is available on that service. It's only five bucks. You can get a, uh, a free trial. So should, uh, should you want to see the movie, you could probably see it for free and cancel the trial and all that stuff. But enough of that let's, uh, let's get to the meat of this. So, uh, like I said, this isn't going to be a traditional episode. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the plot, talk about the stuff I, I loved, uh, and then we're going to briefly discuss whether or not I think the movie is a worthwhile, um, successor sequel to two franchises that, uh, let's face it, have not had the smoothest journey, right? It's not like either Ringu or Hero, uh, Hero, Hero Go Show. That's what you're listening to. Uh, it's not like either Ringu or Juan. Uh, are are without, you know, some some pretty bad movies in the mix. Um, you know, maybe average is, is is a kinder way to put it, but 
like, you know, Sadako 3D, eh, it's all right. It's not a great movie. Uh, Ross N, maybe not a great movie. Um, Ringu Zero Basude, mm, kind of a tough sit. So, uh, you know, I, I think that people who assumed that Sadako versus Kayako was going to be uh, some you know, uh, joining of these heavyweights of horror, and it kind of is, but I, I think it's a more, uh, it, it is a film that is built for fun as opposed to a, a film that is uh, designed to be just a scare machine, although it's got some scenes in it that I think are pretty great. Um, so without further ado, let us begin at the beginning, as it were, and talk about a little uh, Sadako versus Kaiko. Um, it starts, uh, much like, um, the original Juan, uh, even though it does not begin in the death house of Juan, it, uh, but it, it begins with a social worker showing up at the Yasue residence because the Yasue family has gone, uh, quiet. They, they've been missing for a little bit and our social worker, uh, think she sees mrs uh yasue in the kitchen and then when she goes to investigate the woman is not there and uh you know creepiness abounds and uh so the finally the um social worker is uh lured upstairs uh finds her way upstairs and there she finds uh mrs yasue who appears to have strangled herself um, but there's a tangle of dark hair in her hand, suggesting, of course, that this is the work of uh, one Sadako. Uh, and I don't know, is it worth it to talk about these characters? Maybe for just a second. Okay, so for those not in the know, uh, first of all, you know, you got like 12 movies you got to watch. But uh, Sadako, it turns out, is a the ghost, the vengeful spirit, a yurei. Um, of a young girl who was uh, possessed of psychic powers, had the ability to make uh, people die with her mind, uh, as we saw in uh, in Ringu, and her uh, her father uh, tosses her in a well, and and she dies, and uh, because she is possessed of psychic powers, and if you follow some of the mythology, because she also was infected with smallpox. Uh, it became a bit of a psychic virus, right? So she imprinted, uh, much like spirit photography, she imprinted onto a VHS tape her curse. And anyone who watches the curse, uh, the cursed videotape, then has seven days to live. And the rules are kind of messy because it changes from movie to movie a little bit. But generally speaking... If you copy the movie uh, or the video and then pass it along to someone, then uh, you are free of the curse and they have seven days in which to uh, do the same. Copy the video, make someone else watch it, or or they will die as well. So, you know, fun. Uh, Kayako, on the other hand, is uh, a, a woman who was killed by her husband uh the husband killed her killed her her son toshio uh who is also a spirit present in this film and then kills himself but her curse is that anyone who enters the house where this happened will die and oh my goodness if you haven't seen 
Juan and Juan 2 in particular. Both of those are fine, fine horror films, and uh, I could not recommend them highly enough. Um, so those are our two spirits, right? We got one that's kind of trapped in a house. Well, not trapped in a house, but if you go in the house, you're, you're screwed. The other one is videotape related. Um, so so th- those are our, our central characters. And uh, at any rate, the, the, young, uh, the young social worker who has found uh, Yasue um, looks over and there's a TV that then begins uh, playing a video and then um, the video kicks on Sadako appears behind the young lady and, and that is the end of the opening so we then move from there to a lecture uh, being given by uh, a professor Mishugure and Mishigure um, is doing a lecture on urban legends, which I enjoyed because they are urban legends that we've talked about here on this very show. Um, we have talked about uh, Hanoko of the Toilet and the Red Cape and a bunch of you know various mentions that he makes of, of Japanese urban legends, but he also includes the cursed videotape and is passionate about... Uh, wanting to experience this for himself, to to, to see Sadako. Um, and he also sets up the rules of the cursed videotape, only instead of a week, this time it's two days. So, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, they they change the rules, I, I assume, in an effort to kind of tighten the story up a little bit uh, so that you're not spending a week, you know, uh, running around trying to solve this mystery like you did in Ringu, which works fine there. But hey, we're we're about other things in this movie, so I'm not I'm not terribly upset about that. Um, so we have two girls in the class that we are focusing on. Those girls are uh, Yuri and Natsuki. Um, Yuri is mostly asleep during the lecture. Uh, as the professor is also um, pimping his book, a self-published book about uh, the urban legends. And um, we, we followed them to lunch where Natsuki asks her friend uh, to transfer a, a wedding videotape. Uh, it's Natsuki's parents. It's their, their wedding video, which is on VHS. And she asks uh, Yuri to uh, help her transfer it to a DVD so she can give it to her parents for uh, for their anniversary, which is a really nice sentiment. Unfortunately, of course, there's nothing but murder and mayhem to follow. And apparently, uh, Yuri has, you know, some kind of technical proficiency. It's, it, it's one of the threads in this movie that doesn't really pay off. Uh, but at any rate, they end up uh, going to buy a VCR... Uh, or a video deck, as they call it, um, at a local kind of a junk shop uh, where they find a you know a stack of uh, VHS players, and they they of course pick a uh, VCR that has a, a tangle of hair uh, left around it, and um, they go on their merry way. Meanwhile, in another movie, at least for the moment. Uh, we have a young girl named Suzuka, uh, and by young, I mean, you know, high school age, 
and uh, and her parents are moving in to the neighborhood of the Juan Death House. Uh, in fact, right next door to it. And you know, there's a all that we see up front is that uh, Suzuka has this meaningful look at at the house, uh, which is gated and and locked at the moment. And um, so then we we cut back to Yuri and Natsuki, and while. Yuri is kind of looking at her phone and dealing with some other stuff. Uh, Natsuki has fired up the, this new VCR that, you know, this bought VCR that they, they have uh, managed to procure. And the curse videotape is of course inside the VCR and uh, Natsuki sees the video. Uh, although Yuri does not because she's not really paying attention. And, Natsuki freaks out. She won't let Yuri see the video at this point. And then comes the phone call that we are familiar with. If you, uh, if you know your Ringu mythology. And, uh, so she also, I'm sorry. I've been calling her Natsuki. It's Natsumi. I apologize. Listeners, Natsumi. Um, you know, sometimes you get something stuck in your head, uh, such as the way of life. But Natsumi um, doesn't, Yuri doesn't see Sadako, but uh, Natsumi does. And so she is now convinced that, yes, this is, in fact, the cursed videotape of Urban Legend, and now she has two days to live. So we then shift over to said junk store where the VCR was purchased, and uh, a shop girl that is working there is all excited because she sold the uh, VCR that had the assumed cursed videotape in it. And she's kind of giggling about it and says, yeah, yeah, I watched the video. And, you know, in fact, it's almost two days ago exactly that I watched that video. And uh, I'm not worried. And the owners, uh, husband and wife proprietors of this shop, kind of chuckle to themselves and then look around and their shop girl employee is gone only to uh reappear at the top of a container uh kind of a large almost like uh uh shipping container kind of kind of thing and uh she the shop girl leaps from that onto a table of glass baubles and uh and dies but there is uh some glass in her hand and uh in also with that glass is the of course, tangle of black hair to indicate that Sadako did in fact have a hand in her murder. So, uh, meanwhile, back in the Suzuka storyline, uh, her classmates kind of give her the lowdown as well as the audience on the death house of Juan. And, you know, anyone who goes inside is going to be, uh, cursed and will ultimately die and so forth. And Suzuka's getting um, not creeped out or anything by it, but she's she's sort of fascinated, right? She's uh, she's enthralled by this uh, story of of the death house next door. So in our other movie that is happening parallel to the Juan uh, side of the of the film, uh, and it's really like the Sadako stuff is the thrust of the movie. You know, there's plenty of of Juan stuff. But it's the the Ringu inspired part of the story that really gets the most play here, uh, mostly because there's, there's just way more story to be told, right? 
because you have uh, Natsumi and Yuri um, who are going to the, this junk shop because they're trying to figure out, hey, where did this tape come from and, and, and what's really going on here? And the uh, shop owners let it slip that, yes, there was a girl that worked for them who died the day before after watching the cursed videotape. And, and more importantly, it turns out that this video deck came from the Yasui house. So we now know that the Sadako curse moved from uh, the Yasue's to this shop and then now, of course, to uh, Natsumi. But fortunately, they have uh, a bit of an ace up their sleeve, right? Because they have a professor who not only knows urban legend stuff, but is dying to get his hands on this cursed videotape. Uh, while they're, you know, discussing this with him and he's he's kind of coming up with uh, some theories about how this all works and that maybe it, it's some sort of mind virus, which harkens back to Rasen, uh, as well as Sadako 3D, uh, etc. Um, but he ends up watching the video. And one of the interesting things about this video is it's not the video from Ringu. It, it, it's not the well and the weird images and stuff like that. Most of, it, of the time, all we see is that it's kind of an empty, busted up warehouse uh, kind of room. Real dirty and grungy and all that. And we don't really see what the video itself is. So after he watches the video, he has, you know, a bit of a migraine attack or something. And then realizes like, oh, this is legit. Um, Sadako is uh, has in fact cursed both Natsumi and and him, and he's not. Uh, Natsumi isn't safe just because he watched the video because it was actually Yuri who gave him the video to watch. So Natsumi is still cursed. Now he is cursed, but he knows a medium. So he says, "Look, we're gonna go uh, to my medium friend, and she's gonna." fix us up like she's going to help us uh get free of this curse so uh back on the juan side we have suzuka uh hanging out uh near the house and they're uh the death house and there's a kid hanging outside and she you know asks him who he is and and what he's doing there and he's like yeah i'm fine and it turns out he's a bit of a bullied kid like she goes about her business but he's a bit of a bully kid. Like, three kids show up and uh, have dared him to go into the death house, count to a thousand, and for good measure, uh, they load his uh, backpack up with rocks for no good reason that I can tell, other than, I guess, to slow him down. I don't know. At any rate, uh, it gives him some ammo later, and that's all we care about. And um, so he goes inside... And immediately is confronted with Toshio. Uh, then the kids outside who have kind of bullied this kid into into going into the house. Um, the kid inside beans the, the main bully with a rock right in the noggin. Which is pretty great because it hits him dead center in the forehead. It's hilarious. And the kids, of course, get pissed off, run into the house to find this kid who is now hiding upstairs. Meanwhile, uh, Toshio and Kayako, who we don't see. Kayako is is largely unseen for 
the first hour plus of this movie, really. But we do see plenty of Toshio, and the kids get uh, straight up murdered, which is another thing I kind of enjoy about this movie is child murder. Uh, there is a long, rich history in the Juan films of murdering children uh, where necessary, whether they be teenage or not. And this is no exception. Uh, all four of these children uh, get either drowned or uh, just disappear into cabinets and whatnot. But uh, for all intents and purposes, straight up murdered. And there is a lot of death in this movie. Another thing that I, I really... Uh, do appreciate so um morishugi the professor finally gets a, a call from the medium friend that he uh uh it, it wants to employ to help uh him and uh natsumi get free of this curse and uh her name is horio and our horiyu sorry and my you know it's a thick tongue sometimes but uh horiyu says, look, you're all going to die if nothing changes. So we're going to have to perform a ritual here. And so she tries to conjure Sadako by uh, essentially like binding Natsumi and, and, you know, waving some stuff around and whatnot. And instead of uh, free, also tries to kind of drown her by forcing her to drink water uh, again and again and again um, until Natsumi is just you know, punch drunk with, uh, with water. And then her eyes roll back white, like a great white shark. And obviously Sadako is now present in the room, but instead of just coming out of Natsumi, uh, Sadako appears to possess one of Horiyu's assistants who walks behind the other assistant, snaps that assistant's neck. Then his head goes flying back to the middle of his back, killing him. And then uh, Horyu gets murdered by the Sadako spirit, and then uh, leaving only Natsumi left alive. Um, oh, I almost forgot. This is one of the great moments of the movie. This whole scene is fantastic. It is just a one, two, three punch of death. But uh, Morshugi... Uh, tries to stop uh, the possessed Horiyu from choking herself. So Horiyu uh, headbutts um, the the professor so hard in the face that his head flattens out like a pancake before he goes down. It's so good. Um, <laughs> I love it. And uh, so... After this all goes completely uh, tits up, um, she actually, Horiyu, tells uh, them to get someone named Keizo. And, you know, then, of course, headbutts uh, Morshuge to death, uh, which, again, is awesome. So, um, Yuri, at that point, is trying to save Natsumi. So, she forces Natsumi to give her the cursed videotape and then Yuri then watches it in an attempt to free Natsumi of the curse which uh, it turns out does not work um, but just at this point and in the nick of time comes 
maybe my two favorite characters I've seen in a movie in some time. And that is uh, Keizo and Tamo. And Keizo is the guy that, you know, Horiyu, the medium, had recommended them to see. And Tamao is a blind, a young blind girl, probably eh, 11, 12 years old, and dressed all in red with some kind of John Lennon Beatles blonde glasses on, which is pretty rocking. And, uh, and Keizo is a bit of a, like a Japanese hipster looking guy. But uh, Tamao is obviously super, super psychic and is can sense the curse and all that stuff. Um, Keizo is, uh, if, if you've heard me reference the, the movies Echo Echo Azarak uh, on, on this show before, he is uh, kind of a magician to an extent and does uh, some pretty fun uh, whipping his hands around to cast spells and, and whatnot. It's pretty pretty great. Sort of like uh, Doctor Strange or something. Um, and uh, they come in and basically say, uh, all right, we need, first of all, we need to get paid. And fortunately, uh, Horiyu has uh, let them know where to find some cash under the altar. And... Uh, so Keso, you know, kind of casts a spell and out of Natsumi's mouth comes a bunch of hair, which he sticks in a bag and ties up. And he's like, look, this didn't stop the curse. This is just me doing Keizo and Tamao cool stuff. But, you know, you guys are still kind of screwed. So he takes off, uh, and he and Tamao go to the Juan death house and, while Natsumi and Yori are just kind of sitting around freaking out about the fact that they're about to die. So, uh, Tamo and Keiso find a well near the death house. Convenient, yes. But I, I don't think this is supposed to be the well of, you know, Sadako mythology. It's just a well. And, uh, you know, basically Keiso says, like, hey, if our, if our crazy plan to save these girls doesn't work, then we can save the girls using this well. It's kind of, you know, this is our Alamo plan. If everything goes wrong, we come to this well and we've got a, a plan B. But in their investigation, here's another thing I love, love in this movie. Um, as they're investigating the Juan Death House, they don't go inside because Keizo and Tamo are both aware that, hey, if I, we set foot in here, the curse transfers to us and we're kind of screwed, but we can open the door and look inside. And they hear uh, a, a bit of mewling. So Keizo takes a rock and ricochets it off of a wall to uh, hit Toshio, who goes scrambling off, which is pretty great. And they also acknowledge, like, Kayako's spirit is in the house. She hasn't shown herself yet but she's there and she's powerful. Toshio, you can't scare off. He, he's kind of a weaker spirit in, in the service of Kayako. Uh, while they're there, they run into uh, Suzuka, who keeps having visions of actually being inside the death house. And Keizo and Tamo tell her in no uncertain terms, like, look, you, you're drawn to this house. We understand that. But if you go inside, you're dead. So under no circumstances should you go into this house. 
Uh, meanwhile, back with our friends Natsumi and Yuri. Um, Natsumi is going what doctors call bananas. Um, she has taken a DVD that was created by their professor. When he first watched the video, he transferred the video to a, uh, a DVD. And while Yuri is taking a shower, Natsumi has uploaded this DVD rip of the cursed video to the interwebs. And when Yuri comes out, Natsumi is like, you know, wouldn't it be better if just everybody died? Wouldn't that be neat? And Yuri is like, hey, you're talking all crazy. And Natsumi says, well, you know what? I thought so too. And I uploaded the cursed video to the internet, but then I, I realized that that was crazy talk. So I pulled it down, but not before people had had watched it, had gotten access to it. Uh, one can assume somebody had downloaded it as well. And so she can show on her phone, like, hey, here it is, kind of on YouTube and whatnot. You know, Yuri is, is as you would imagine, taken aback by this. But Natsumi says, look, here's how you can help me. I don't want to die, and I certainly don't want to die alone, so why don't you die with me? We'll commit suicide, and we can die together. And uh, Yuri says, that's not going to happen. I don't want to die. I'm certainly not going to kill myself with you. And also, why did you upload that video? And furthermore, uh, you, you got to stop talking about offing yourself. And there's, like, Natsumi takes off and and, and basically puts a, a, a chair under a door handle to lock Yuri uh, on the other side of the door while Natsumi uh, does... Uh, a David Carradine and wraps a belt around uh, a doorknob and just kind of sags into the loop of the belt to, to choke herself. And what we learn here is that Sadako does not like having her victims taken from her. Even if uh, they're cursed to die, Sadako has to be the one that does it. And suicide is not an option for, uh, for these unfortunate souls. So Sadako appears and then gives her the, you know, the death eye, uh, as we've seen in other Ringu films and, uh, you know, scares or, or, or curses, uh, Natsumi to death before she can, uh, commit suicide. And one note I'll make here that is, it's something that struck me during these scenes is that this movie moves at a pretty good clip. The whole thing's only like 98 minutes long, 92 minutes, something like that. And it feels like this is a movie made for a Western audience to, to come along with. Because, you know, Juan and Ringu are much more kind of ponderous, meandering stories. They're not, I don't, I, I wouldn't call them slow or anything, but they're not, you know big flashbang kind of uh, action set piece sorts of uh, films. Uh, this movie absolutely is. And that way it's much more like Sadako 3D and and its sequel, um, as well as, you know, maybe the Ring sequels a bit. I mean, but then again, you get into um, Ringu Zero Basude, and that's, that's a, a, a slow sit. But uh, yeah, this this movie hums along. 
So, like, we're barreling in on the end of this thing. So, while um, <laughs> Keizo and Tamo uh, show up to find, you know, Natsumi dead, and I, I believe it's Keizo who makes the point that, like, hey, Sadako's not going to let anyone uh, mess with her victims except Sadako, you know? Um, only Sadako can kill these people, nobody else. And setting the stage for our, our final confrontation, of course. But Tamao's, like, uh, Kayako sense is tingling because she's like, oh, that girl that we saw back at the death house, she's going inside because Suzuka has seen um, the, the young boy she saw on the street earlier, the one who went into the death house and got murdered along with his, his bully slash friends. Um, like those kids are missing and there have been news reports and stuff and she looks across the way into the window of the second floor of the death house and thinks she sees this kid so she runs out of her home into the death house to in theory save um, this child which of course it turns out uh, the, the kid is dead and he you know reveals himself to be Toshio um so Suzuka's parents, when they realized, like, hey, our daughter has fled her bedroom in the middle of the night and gone next door to the abandoned cursed house, they go after her. And once they're inside, finally we get a look at Kayako. Uh, first of all, Toshio uh, shows up and, and kills the father. Then Kayako, uh, you know, does her creepy crab walk down the stairs to attack the mother who, for some reason, her legs, the lower legs, disappear, kind of mid-calf. Um, I don't know, listeners. You can always uh, let me know what that was supposed to be in reference to. Uh, hero Hero at legionpodcast.com or you can uh, hop over to the Facebook page, Hero Hero Go Show. And if you have an opinion on this, I don't think it's in reference to anything in particular. I think it's just some weirdness. But you you tell me uh at any rate uh her lower legs disappear uh suzuka's mother's legs lower legs disappear and then kayako gets all up on her and uh suzuka finally um gets free when uh keizu and tamo and the rest of the scooby gang show up and finally we have our principles together right we have uh keizo we have tamo oh god i just want more of these characters in everything. I want them in every movie. And we have Yuri, who is now cursed by the ring tape. And we have um, Suzuka, who has been in the death house and is now cursed by Kayako. So only a matter of time before all these people die, obviously. So here's the plan. And here is why this is called Sadako versus Kayako. So... Keizo's grand plan here is we're going to get these two girls who are cursed by each of these cur curses individually to kind of crisscross. So uh, Yuri, who is already cursed by Sadako, is going to go into the death house, thus cursing her with the Kayako uh, curse. Meanwhile, Suzuka, who is already cursed by Kayako, is going to watch the Sadako VHS tape inside the house, the in, inside the death house. 
So thus cursing them both and forcing these, you know, yure, these, these vengeful spirits to fight one another over who gets to kill the kids, which, you know, look, we have to have a reason to do this. As far as reasons to do this goes, it's not the worst I've ever heard. The fact that you're planting both of these urban legends into the same universe, I think is fine. You know, I think it could just uh, as easily, story-wise, narratively, could just ha- as easily have been like Kayako versus the slit-mouthed woman or something, you know? Um, the fact that, you know, these are two icons or, or, or two um, franchise stars, um, I think that's what sells the movie, right? Um, but I think it makes enough sense. I mean, is it perfect sense? Nah, maybe not, but it's enough to justify why we're doing this movie in the first place. And I'm okay with it. I hope you're okay with it because I enjoyed it. And we're about to get to some great stuff here. So now that we've doubled up on the, on the curses and the cool cats are hanging out by the well, by which I mean, Keizo and Tamo in case things go wrong, they're hanging out waiting for the eventual misfire. And so we do. I mean, this is it. This is our big battle royale. It, it is every yore for themselves. As, uh, you know, Sadako uh, yanks Toshio into the TV originally. Uh, and we do finally see the, the video uh, at this point. Actually, we see it back when Yuri is watching the video, which is just, hey, it's an empty room. A door opens up and Sadako comes through the door and then kind of you know, creepy moves fast to the screen and then you're cursed. Uh, not nearly as good a video as what happened in Ringo, but yeah, what are you going to do? Um, so Toshio gets yanked into the video. Uh, Sadako then emerges from the video and like uses her, uh, hair, her long, dark cursed hair, um, as a weapon against Kayako and essentially kind of blows her up into a pile of digital goo. Um, and I would argue the effects in this movie range from like the practical effects. I, I, I think I'm kind of fine with, um, some of the digital effects, maybe not so much, but there's still cool digital effects in there too. Like the imaginative spirit of this movie, I think sometimes supersedes the budget of the film. Uh, because what they do with the um, the the cursed uh, like imagery and 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 the kind of monstrous nature of these curses, I think is actually really cool and interesting. And I wish there had been a little more money or time or whatever to maybe make those effects a little bit uh, more seamless. But I like what they're doing. They're not. It's not like just crappy digital blood. They're going for something here. It, it maybe just doesn't quite hit the mark all right so now that we have these two uh going at it theoretically you know sadako has come out on top at this point but of course that's not the end of kayako um they begin fighting some more and it looks like they're going to turn their attention now to the girls who flee the house and run to the well which is you know where uh, keso and tamo are waiting for them and they've uh prepared uh 
you know the the well with sort of ritual drawings and and markings and and uh accoutrement of of trapping yore uh one supposes and so keizo lets it be known at this point like hey there's uh a little bit of a catch here someone's going to have to sacrifice themselves um to basically be inhabited by both of these curses at once then jump into the well and they're going to be able to seal the well behind thus ending the curse trapping both curses inside this well and and stopping the spread of the sadako uh curse through the internet and and stopping kayako's uh curse as well um so yuri uh she volunteers for the job she stands on the edge of the well as uh, Sadako approaches from one side, Kayako approaches from the other, and then they basically jump uh, along with her into the well. Uh, but when they clash, they create some sort of like bizarre tentacled amorphous super curse that then you know barrels into the well after Yuri. And uh, then Keizo and Tamo put a lid, kind of a wicker lid with a bunch of symbols on it, um, over the top of the well. And they think, hey, we did it. We stopped the curse. Poor Yuri. But she did not die in vain because she saved uh, a countless lives. Um, unfortunately, the, the curse, now that they've merged, are super powerful and bust right out of the wicker lid that I imagine stop them because of magic but is worthless in this scenario and uh Keizo uh god bless him gets ripped in half a la uh Lance Henriksen from Aliens and he's dead um then the uh curse like Tamo we get a, a bit of Tamo vision here where she sees uh, through her psychic vision this roiling mass of curse that then just devours both Tamo and um, poor uh, Natsumi, uh, thus killing everyone, and the curse, one presumes, is nowhere near done. But, but, ladies and gentlemen, there is a stinger scene at the end of the film in which... Uh, we see the video once more and uh, the door opens and out comes a figure that looks like Sadako but kind of moves like Kayako and has the death rattle and I've seen this referred to as Sadakaya as the combination of the curses which I think is kind of wonderful so the movie ultimately ends with both of these curses continuing but as a merged entity and that's it that's sadako versus kagako um and uh let's all right let me let me just tell you what i thought of this movie and i will invite your uh questions and comments later but i enjoyed this movie to no end um, I, I'm sure that there are plenty of people who went into this maybe with different expectations. My expectation that was that this was going to be silly and dumb and maybe kind of bad. 
Um, I do think it's very silly. I don't think it's really dumb because I understood all through the movie who the characters were, what they wanted, what their motivations were, including the characters of Sadako and Kayako. Um, I like the fact that the curses end up becoming an uber curse at the uh, at the end of the film and not like the uh, the car service I mean like ubermensch the the super curse um, I love that uh, I thought the characters were were very fun I can't overstate enough how much I love the characters of Keizo and Tamo I, I it hurts me that Keizo died so quickly I wish that I could see a series of movies about these characters because Keizo is kind of a gives no shits kind of character, you know, uh, takes a very blue collar approach almost to the idea of curses. He just wants to get paid. Uh, in fact, earlier in the, in the film, uh, someone says like, I, I'm glad you're like, you know, Natsumi or Yuri, one of them says, you know, why would you want to help us? And and he's like, yeah, why would anyone want to help you? Of course not. I don't want to, but I can do it. And you're, you know, here's this bag of money that you're paying me. So I'm going to do it. And Tamo is just basically a psychic superhero, which is awesome. Um, I love those characters. I thought the character of the professor was a ton of fun and I love the, his enthusiasm, but it also, sort of works thematically for both of these movies. The the idea of trespassing where you don't belong, that he was so fascinated with the, the Sadako curse uh, that he, he brings it on himself. And yeah, I just, I like even the explanation of, Hey, these two curses are going to fight each other. The, you know, these characters are going to fight one another because they can't stand the thought of someone else getting their kill in, in a way. Um, I thought that was wonderful. Uh, I mean, yes, is it silly? Sure, but I think it. I think it totally works. I think it makes sense in the the fiction of this film. Um, we do play a little fast and loose with the mythology of both, uh, particularly the Sadako stuff. But there's a little bit of the of the Kayako that is, uh, I don't know, maybe not canon. But then again, you know, these series have been plagued for years with inconsistencies and contradictions and and all that stuff more so the the ringu stuff than the the juan stuff but um i think it all works great you know um i think it is a a brilliantly entertaining movie um i i don't know what else to expect from a movie called sadako versus kayako except for it to be kind of silly and fun and weird and, and wonderful. And it really was the, I don't know, is it the best version you could make out of this? I, you could probably make a film that was maybe more genuinely scary. I don't know that this movie ever approaches that. I think for the most part, it's just a good time. And on that level, I think it's a wonderful time. I, th- I think it does, it does justice to the series that, preceded both of these you know franchises without i you know it's it's like a fan service movie um it is a movie for people who enjoyed those other movies but i don't know i mean i again i you're talking about movies that began from a very 
like ponderous and 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 kind of um almost literary kind of horror particularly ringu but this movie is not that it is not it it's not terribly deep it's not terribly frightening um but it is fun it's a good time it's a fun watch and i'm i'm very curious to hear what you guys uh think about it because i found it to be a a, a wonderful way to spend a sunday afternoon now uh if there are those among you who uh would like to levy some criticism then uh as i said before please 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 Hop over to the Facebook page, uh, Hero Hero Ghost Show uh, is how you find that. And let me know. You know, I'm, I'm very open to criticism of this film. And if you feel like I am maybe giving some things a pass, uh, and I'll readily admit that I'm, I'm willing to overlook some small flaws as I see them um, for the sake of a good movie. You know, a good entertaining movie and, and one that doesn't waste any time. You know, this movie gets going pretty quickly and uh, with its abbreviated runtime, you know, certainly less than 100 minutes. Um, I, I, I felt like you could do a whole lot worse. And I don't like I said, I don't know that this is the best version of this story. Uh, I I I don't have a better one in mind. You know, if you wanted to try to make it very serious and scary I think the silliness of pitting these two uh, characters against one another would unravel that so yeah that is Sadako versus Kayako it is a movie I will uh, I will own um, I look forward to seeing it again I think it is uh, like a, I keep saying it but I think it's just a great time uh, for when when you sit down and watch a horror movie, you can go into it for a couple of reasons. One is to be genuinely terrified. This is not the movie for you if that is your expectation. Uh, on the other hand, if you're just looking for something that's going to pay respectful homage to the films that came before, but also be its own thing, um, I think this movie does that in spades. And I hope, I hope that they do a Sadakaya movie um, I think that would be terrific and if they can somehow figure out a way to resurrect both Keizo and Tamo all the better as well so that is the return of Hero Hero Go Show it is uh, again a bit of an unusual episode uh, I just wanted to uh, address the, the people who had been asking like hey when are you going to talk about Sadako versus Kayako and honestly, Valentine's Day seemed like the right time. You know, these are characters that belong together, that ended up together um, in a very real way. It was two souls uniting to become one. And is there a more romantic notion than that? I don't think so. Um, but folks, let me let me also say thank you uh, once more for uh, sticking with me while uh, I was away in a, on an unplanned break. Um, next time around, hand to God, next time around, we're going to be doing uh, Suicide Club, uh, Sion Sono's film, and I can't wait to uh, to talk about that movie in some detail. Uh, and I believe we will be joined by one uh, Misty Merchant for that discussion as well. So not just me next time, 
someone else talking, not not me telling you a, a story. But honestly, if uh, you know you're you're kicking back in bed with a podcast, you know, let old Bo tell you the story of Sadako versus Kayuko. Um, I enjoy it. I, I I enjoy the story and I enjoy the movie. Um, so let me know what you think. You can also reach me at hero hero at legionpodcasts.com if you would like to uh to drop a line that away uh feel free to recommend some movies uh you know obviously there there are some that we have covered uh many many more that we have not uh i do have a list of films for this season to round it out but uh if you if you drop a line and you make a convincing case then uh you know i'll, I'll entertain it i'll allow it and if you're also jonesing for me to talk about um, some anime, which is a uh, a genre, a subgenre of uh, Asian horror that we have yet to truly dip our toes into, um, you can hop over to a recent episode of the podcast, Under the Stairs, where uh, Duncan McLeish and myself talk about a film called Sleep Tight, not the anime. But we also uh, do a bit of a deep dive on the film Perfect Blue, which is maybe horror, maybe more of an anime thriller, um, but a uh, really wonderful movie. And, and we talked about it there. So I'll uh, I'll point you to that as opposed to doing uh, an episode on Perfect Blue down the road. Although we may very well still do that because, yes, I talked to Duncan about it, but uh you know we might we might get a little deeper on that film um so uh if you enjoyed the show i hope you did uh then you can always leave us ratings and reviews on whatever app or service that you use to download the show uh thank you again as always for listening and uh we will be back in exactly one week's time to uh talk a little suicide club and in the meantime Ladies and gentlemen, here is as much Sekimatu as I can legally play for you. Good night.
Must it come? Must it come? TV's free. 